Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Thank you for checking out the podcast. Coming up, Vicki Fecto at the Canadian Coalition for Farm Animals. After that barn fire near Steinbach, Bert Campbell on this weekend's Toulon truck and tractor pull and your calls on happiness and money. Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now, the podcast. probably about a thousand uh, animals in the barns at the time and they were able to get probably about 200 out so if so 800 will have perished or somewhere in that number this is certainly an absolutely you know uh, very very uh, devastating loss and and you know it's uh, the facilities uh, can be rebuilt but what becomes really difficult is the the loss of cows is what's uh, very difficult for people that is Steinbeck Fire Chief Kelvin Taves and the second voice, David Weens, Dairy Farmers of Manitoba, reacting to that horrible barn fire near Steinbeck yesterday. On the start this morning, Brittany Seminuk from the Winnipeg Humane Society. So there are a few different concerns in this particular instance. Essentially, any time that livestock, whether we're talking about dairy cattle or chickens or pigs, are intensively confined, it's a major welfare concern. And the animals do have a very, very low quality of life. And then you mix in different changes that have occurred to the building code regulations where they have removed a lot of the fire safety regulations that were previously needed. It's just a recipe for disaster and thousands and thousands of animals under a single roof with no chance to escape is a huge welfare concern for us. Humane Society calling for rule changes and uh, Cindy Fecto is the volunteer director of the Canadian Coalition for Farm Animals and she joins us on the phone now. Vicki, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for doing this. Uh, You heard some comments uh, there from the Winnipeg Humane Society. Where do you come down on this? Well, certainly uh, barn fires are very tragic um, for the owner, uh, obviously for the animals, and uh, my sympathy goes out to the owner of the barn. Uh, Very hard for them to lose their animals. Uh, And it affects not just farm but also the community uh, you know the uh, there are other businesses that depend on the farm and so on and so they're affected too right do we do enough uh, do we need changes do we do enough to protect these animals in in barns vicky well currently uh we do not um they National Farm Building Code has not been updated since 1995, and uh, uh, the process is going on for updating it uh, to include uh, more preventative measures and early detection measures. Uh, That is to catch the fire before it it spreads and uh, get the fire department there earlier, um, those kinds of things. So uh, the farm building code is being updated and, and the, the new version will be out in 2020. You know, we've had some reaction from farmers out there uh, concerned that maybe their side of this is not being heard. Uh, farmers are telling me off air 
uh, by text and email and, and over the phone that they care dearly uh, for their animals. And they feel like when something like this happens, they uh, that part of the story is not told, that they, they really do care for these animals. Yes, I, I, that's probably a fair statement. Um, uh, you know, I, I uh, track barn fires all the time, and um, the statements from the farmers after fire uh, truly do reflect that. Um, the, the loss of the animals uh, is the worst part. There's the economic loss as well, and the general, uh, general effect on the community. Yeah. So where do we go from here then? If you believe, as the Humane Society believes, there need to be changes, are, are we getting closer to those changes that you feel are needed? Uh, the Humane Society person said that we should be lobbying the politicians to try and get them moving on this. We've got a provincial election here in Manitoba. The campaign officially got underway yesterday. We've got a federal election campaign coming. Uh, give uh, people advice out there that, that want to see something done with this. Well, uh, changes are coming. As I said, the uh, revised Farm Building Code will be released in in 2020. Uh, So that is in the works. Um, You know, certainly if people want to do something, uh, they can email their MP and uh, express their views on fire protection for animals uh, to their MPs. That certainly uh, doesn't hurt. Um, The... um, uh, there have been some other initiatives. Um, our organization has done quite a bit of work on preventing barn fires. We have a website. We've been putting ads in farming magazines. We've been sending out brochures. And the um, provincial agricultural ministries as well have been on board with this. So they have been... Um, uh, giving out information on on fires and preventing them, and actually the the number of fires is going down. Um, uh, Manitoba uh, does not have as many fires as Ontario and Quebec. Uh, in the last two years, there have been um, three fires in Manitoba, uh, plus the one that happened yesterday. And um, so, I mean, any any barn fire is tragic, but um, there are not nearly as many in Manitoba as there are in Ontario and Quebec. Um, actually, I was a little surprised that this particular fire got so much attention because there are a lot of fires that that you don't hear about. They're, they never make the news except maybe in a local paper or a local TV station. Um, and uh, I think maybe this one um, got more attention because there are fewer barn fires in Manitoba. Right, and uh, I'm just about I'm just about out of time, Vicky. So I'll let you sort of have the final word here. Anything you wanted to get out there that you haven't had a chance to say, or maybe I haven't asked the right question? Go ahead. Okay. Well, just. To assure people, we are working on this. We, our organization, the Provincial Agricultural Security Ministries, uh, the National Research Council in in writing the new code. So um, things are underway to prevent these barn fires. Vicki, thanks a lot for your time. I appreciate it. You're welcome.
Vicky Fecto is the volunteer director with the Canadian Coalition for Farm Animals after that uh, very deadly uh, barn fire yesterday. Hundreds of animals killed in the fire near Steinbach yesterday. Let's get in the mood for our next conversation here. Let, let, let me play this here. This will get us in the mood for a trip up to Toulon. Take a listen. There it is. Yeah. Look at him pull. Oh, starting to spin now. That's it. Up in Toulon this weekend, they're going to have the Toulon truck and tractor pull. Bert Campbell is on the phone now to talk with us about it. Bert, hello. Good afternoon. Hi, Hal. I'm good. How are you doing? Excellent. Thanks a lot for uh, for doing this, and thank you for the tickets. We were giving away uh, passes for the Toulon truck and tractor pull. Big two-day event, both days this weekend, eh? Yeah, it's our 45th annual, and, uh, of course, we've always had a two-day pull here, and Hopefully the weather stays the way it is today, or even a little bit warmer. It'd be just great. Forty-five years you guys have been doing this in Toulon. Well, there's a saying it's about forty-seven, maybe, but uh, forty-five for sure. Huh? Forty-seven for maybe. Wow! And when I grew up in Picture Butte, Alberta, in southern Alberta, we didn't have trucks involved. We just did tractors. But you, you guys do both trucks and tractors, eh? Yeah, we have, uh, and stock pickup trucks too, but we also have uh, street diesel pickups and uh, pro stock diesel pickups. Um, it's just amazing some of the stuff that's out here. Yeah. Modified 4x4s, the uh, modified two-wheel drives, and then we also put some highway tractors in too if the guys show up with them. Uh-huh. And is it all just local people, people from around here, or do people bring trucks and tractors into Toulon from out of province? Well, all the, uh, the the classes I just mentioned are all local, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, they're antique tractors and trucks and all that, but we have a an aso- affiliation with the Red River Valley Tractor Pulling aso- Truck and Tractor Pulling Association, and they come up here. I have to mention truck all the time. I just say tractor. I really yeah. get the gears. Right. So uh, they come up here from uh, Midwest, from North Dakota, Minnesota, and about a third of the club actually belongs or lives in Manitoba. And they pull out of uh, all over. They have about eight or ten pulls in the summertime. And ours is their final their final pull of the summer. So well, people, uh, so uh, so, up so up there in Toulon this weekend, then, uh, there will be champions crowned. Uh, yeah, they, will, yeah, they, they uh, take a little while to tally up their points, but you're right. They're pulling for the big kahunas here on this weekend because uh, this is their final chance to get points. Right. And, I mean, I'm sure it's a big deal, right? I mean, you've got all the food that goes along with the event. And what, what kind of a crowd would you get out for the, the two days? Well, over the two days, we should be able to push in around 2,500 or 3,000 altogether. Yeah, cool. Great. So it's, it's really good. And it, you know what, Al? It's all got to do with the weather. The hotter it is, and, and uh, it just, they just love that. They like to sit in the sun and bake. Yeah. Like a day like today wouldn't be as attractive as one like we had a, a week and a half ago when it was 30, 31. Right. Yeah. Well, I hope but you have. Uh, I hope you have good weather. Hope you have good weather uh, for it, Bert. And uh, I mean, I can remember 
I got a kick out of the guys who just hopped in their pickup trucks. And, you know, I mean, it's fun watching the pros and the, the big machines. But I always got a kick out of Larry pulling his, you know, getting in there with his with his four by four and giving it a try and blowing his engine and watching him get mad. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Well, you had a young guy a couple of years ago. He latched on and he was going to pull and pull the whole back end out of the truck. Eh? So <laughs> come on, really? On the track there. And <laughs> That's funny. Drag him off to the side, and uh, we he went home and and stole the back end out of his dad's truck, and he was back again on Sunday. You're kidding? Oh no. Wow. That's crazy. That's fantastic. Well, again, thanks for the tickets. I know people were real excited to get the tickets. If if people want to come up, it's two days. I mean, come for both days, but you don't have to. How can people get tickets? Where do they go once they're in Toulon? Give us some details. Well, when you come into Toulon, you'll see the Super 7 Esso station at the corner, and you come straight down to the uh, west from there on 7th Street to the end, and then turn left and turn left again. And you're in the park, and the tickets are available right there at the gate. Excellent, there, fantastic. No pre-sale. What time? Uh, what time is it uh, all happening? Three o'clock on Saturday starts, and two o'clock on Sunday. Three o'clock on Saturday and two o'clock on Sunday. Excellent, yeah, Bert. Each show should run pushing four hours or so, three and a half. Excellent. Well, listen. Thanks again for involving us this year, and and have a great weekend out there in Toulon. Okay, Al, thanks for calling. I took a great call from a guy who did not want to give his name because he said, I don't, I'm going to tell you some stuff that I know about people that have lots of money, and I don't want them hearing it and, and thinking I'm telling stories on them. So no name on this person, but I did take this call about happiness and money. Take a listen. I've had customers that have won the lottery. And within a number of years, it's gone. And, and you were talking about money buying happiness. Money, does, money buys freedom. Right. That's what it does, yeah. right? But can that uh, not be happiness? No, there's a difference. Okay, explain. Because, be, because people who have tons of money, and, 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 I'm, and I'm just talking a couple million and up, right? right? That, yeah. To a lot of people, that's tons of money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, by, the, by the time they get hassled from everybody who wants a donation, family members who want to borrow money, right? business opportunities that come along mm-hmm. and, and they get rooked into things that, that, that they normally wouldn't be exposed to. Right. So that to me is not happiness. No, you're right. right. You're right. But I so, see it so, as, I see it this way. If you win some money and now you're able to take all those things that you had to do and pay somebody else to do those things and now you have more time to enjoy life, doesn't that make you happy? It makes you broke. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. Because because you're going to you're going to spend all your money paying other people to do everything for you. Yeah. You're going to lose the simple pleasures in life. Yeah, there's nothing pleasurable about cleaning the toilet. I'll be I'll be honest with you. Okay. No. <laughs> and 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 so you hire a housekeeper, but if you hire a housekeeper and you hire a a, a lawn care guy yep. and you hire a maintenance guy and right. a pool guy yeah. and a TV guy and mm. and and, and and it goes on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. Pretty soon you're broke. I don't know. It depends how much you, money you have. Depends how much it depends how much money you have. But I, I take your point. I, I understand you know, what you're getting at. I, I know somebody that won eleven million dollars it was broke in three years. Really? Because they did exactly that. Spent okay, so explain. Spent money on stuff like what I was just saying. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. I I, I, I knew a guy that 
I had a client that won three million bucks. Yeah, made a bad business decision and 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 was broke. Yeah, hmm. you know. So so people out there attach themselves to people with money. Yeah, it's it's like an entourage with the movie stars or the celebrities or whatever, right? Yeah, you pay all these people to be around you, and if you don't have if you don't have those millions of dollars rolling in on an annual basis, you mm. can't sustain that indefinitely. So, so let's end the call this way. What okay. makes you happy? If not money, what makes you happy? It's the little things in life. It's sitting on my deck at the lake. Yep. It's, 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 it's working. It, it's getting my hands into the soil. It's building something. Yeah. It's, but it, it, it doesn't mean I don't like to travel. It doesn't mean I don't want to have a fancy car mm. because what, what a lot of people forget is you have all these luxury items. Do you know what it costs to do an oil change on a Ferrari? <laughs> yeah. It's like it's $25,000. Right, yeah. I guess it's all relative, right? It's, it's, it's all relative. Yeah. So talk about the attitude that goes along with it. Yeah. I knew I had, I had a client once that had millions of dollars in the bank wasn't happy hmm. i had a client with 50 grand in the bank yeah you know and she was happier than well and that's what this author that help. kathy talked to earlier that's kind of what the author said right between 60 yeah. and 90 grand you're happy any more than that and you're not happy and that's my point yeah yeah i really this, appreciate this the call great call thanks okay thanks thanks Al. Bye. really good call happiness and money and if not money if money doesn't make you happy i think some money you know the author says 60 to 90 grand makes you happy uh, if money doesn't make you happy, what makes you happy? Quick call from Bob, and then we got a break for the news at 3. Yes, Bob, what did you want to say? Uh, you know what, what makes me happy is spending time with my uh, grandkids. They live just down the street. They're yeah. absolutely the greatest. I'll tell you what, I talk to so many people as they get a little older, they just love their grandkids. Absolutely. Good, Bob. Right, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're happy. Enjoy those grandkids. For sure. Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.